Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. Have you heard about the brand new free speech friendly platform called Locals? Well, we're on it and we want you to join us there. Go to markk.locals.com right now. That's markk.locals.com. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. <laughs> this is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. 855 940 Mark is our number. 855 940 6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We really appreciate it. So, a uh, true story I was playing clips of a Republican senator talking about the border bill, and Hannah chimed in and goes, Oh my God, is that Alejandro Mayorkas? And I was all like, that's actually a Republican talking. That's how bad this border bill is getting. Um, we'll get we'll get into that story here in just a minute. Eight five. Oh my God, is that my Yarkis? I don't feel like I said it like that. You kind of said it like I, that. They, it just was such a liberal take that oh I was like. Oh my God, is that, are you listening to my Yarkis? Okay, why are you making me sound again like Jerry Seinfeld? That's is how that you, how I sound? A little bit how you sounded. Eight five five nine four zero. Mark is our number. Eight five five nine four zero six two seven five. Happy Monday! But we have a very exciting day today. So much to get to, and we are going to get to the uh, we are going to get to the border bill because the border battle is brewing, and there are Republicans on one side and Republicans on the other side, and there's Democrats on one side and Democrats on the other side, and the whole time Alejandro. Mayorkas is nowhere to be seen, except you know where he's going to be tomorrow? Uh, accepting a, a, uh, an impeachment uh, by the United States House of Representatives. That's on the docket for tomorrow. Marjorie Taylor Greene, a.k.a. MTG. I always say that wrong. Uh, MTG is going to be, uh, she's going to be just giddy, man. She's going to be running to work. She's not going to sleep a wink tonight because tomorrow the articles of impeachment for Alejandro Mayorkas are finally going to be uh, voted on. And we assume... We assume that that's going to go through with uh, without any kind of a hitch because of the border battle that's brewing and all of the illegal immigrants who continue to, to funnel into this country while Alejandro Mayorkas sits around and does diddly squat. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940. There's also other stuff. You know, there's also a new battle brewing in the Middle East, which means that we are on the brink now of World War III. And I'll tell you that over the weekend, really, tra I mean, it was really... It's tragic, but also not unexpected because Joe Biden is the worst commander in chief we've ever had in the history of the world. It's tragic, but also not unexpected because, I mean, Joe Biden is inept and he doesn't care about the United States. He doesn't care about our military. He doesn't care about our sovereignty. He doesn't care about anything except ice cream and how to get reelected. And even Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, I mean, this woman, and when you, when you look at Corinne Jean-Pierre, again, this is a woman who was not qualified for the job that she has. And there are times when that, that, that fact rears its ugly head. And over the weekend, when three American military members were killed by an attack drone and 25 others were wounded by an attack drone sent by Iranian-backed militants in Jordan to, to basically bomb a U.S. base, when that happened, she just she couldn't even handle it. Uh, obviously, our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the family. 
families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. I mean, she has no clue what she's talking about. She has no prepared statement. She can't even say three brave military men and women, three brave soldiers. She can't say three um, bra brave. Um, they were three. They were brave. Brave salt, and they were, and we just—they were soldiers who were brave. Uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave. I mean, what? Come on, you're the you're the press secretary. You're supposed to be the mouthpiece for the president of the United States. Although now that I think about it, that's exactly what the president of the United States sounds like. So really, if she is being the mouthpiece for Joe Biden, she's doing a great job. I take it back, Corinne Jean-Pierre. You are the mouthpiece for the Joe Biden administration, and you sound just like him. Uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration. By the, of the way, I don't think that the American military is fighting on behalf of your administration. I think they're fighting on behalf of the American people and the uh, ideals that the United States of America stands for, that you're trampling on but again, that's neither here nor there. Harris Faulkner from the Faulkner file or whatever it's called. Uh, Harris Faulkner on Fox News. She was savaging Joe Biden. Joe Biden. So yesterday when this news came out of these three soldiers who were killed by the drone strikes, by the attacks, by these Iranian militants uh, or Iranian backed militants. When this came out, Joe Biden was in South Carolina pandering to black voters, going to a Baptist church, showed up late, wandered up to the podium and started talk, started praying for the, the, uh, the dead military men and women and the injured military men and women in Jordan who were killed by a drone strike under his watch, I'd like to point out, and listen to Harris Faulkner after she plays the clip of Joe Biden praying in this church. Now, I know what you're thinking. I don't understand a damn word that he's saying. And when you're watching, there's actually subtitles underneath what Joe Biden is, is saying. But listen, listen carefully. We put some of the words up on the screen for you because he is difficult to, to understand wow. a lot. A lot. We put some of the words on the screen for you because he's difficult to understand. Pause. A lot. We put some of the words up on the screen for you because he is difficult to, to understand a lot. Savage, man. Savage takedown of the president of the United States by Harris Faulkner on Fox News. 855. And she ain't wrong. Hey, she ain't wrong. Somebody raise your hand and tell me that you understand what Joe Biden says all the time. If anybody, if anybody raises their hand and says, I understand what this clown is talking about 24-7, every time Joe Biden gets up and gives a speech, I go, hallelujah, that was amazing. Every time Joe Biden speaks, I feel better because he has clearly and concisely clarified our position on just about everything from the border to LGBTQ rights to Ukraine to the economy to everything. Joe Biden is a wordsmith and master communicator. And therefore, I feel very grateful that he's our commander in chief. And I feel like we are in good hands with Joe Biden. Anyone raises their hand and says that, I know you're a liar. Because <laughs> then, hey, nobody. Joe Biden, half the time, Joe Biden, half the time, doesn't even know what Joe Biden is saying.
But like I said, we'll get to that here uh, in just a minute. 855-940-MARK is the number. 855-940-6275. So something happened yesterday. Hannah, I don't know. Did you watch any football yesterday? Nope. Okay. Remember last week you asked me who was playing in the Super Bowl? Yeah, and I got three of the four teams correct for who was up for the Super Bowl. Right, but you thought that the Super Bowl had already been decided. I did. It has now. Do you know who the two teams are competing in the Super Bowl? I think one is one of them Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. And who do you think the other one would be? I don't know. You don't know? You're the thinking, Ravens. The what? I don't know. No. Do you want to take a guess? No. Okay, the San Francisco 49. Oh, isn't that what people wanted? I mean, it depends. If you're from San Francisco, it is. <laughs> if you're from Baltimore or if you're from Detroit, no. Okay. Uh, but here's it. But here's the, it doesn't matter. The San Francisco 49ers do not matter. You know who matters? Taylor the, Swift and Travis Kelsey. The Kansas City Chiefs, because <laughs> they're basically the Taylor Swift Chiefs at this point. Basically. And you're 100% right about that. And Jack Posobiec, our good friend from uh, Turning Point, Jack Posobiec tweeted something out. Let me see when he tweeted it out. Let me just make, let me get a time check on this. January 29th at 8.02 a.m. That's, that's four hours ago. Four hours and 12 minutes ago, Jack Posobiec tweeted out this. Are you ready? Yes. The New York Times is reporting this morning that the Biden campaign is working on a Taylor strategy, which includes having Joe Biden appear at the Taylor Swift era's tour this fall, just before the election. Now, this was surprising to me for a couple of reasons. Number one, Taylor Swift has been on the era's tour for what seems like 10 years. Yeah. I mean, this tour has been going on for for years and years, and I remember when tickets went on sale. It was two years. We were in our old studio. We sure were. I remember when the tour finally rolled around to town. It was like a year ago. It's just, I know she's going overseas. She's going to be in Japan during the Super Bowl. There are all kinds of stuff. But I didn't know this thing was still going to be going on in October and November. Apparently it is. And the second part of this strategy is Joe Biden is going to make an appearance on stage with Taylor Swift during the Eras tour? Does that not just, does that just seem awkward to anybody? Joe Biden, I mean, you, Joe Biden has trouble getting on and off a stage that is 12 feet by 12 feet. <laughs> Joe Biden, when he's at the White House and he's on stage, or when he's at the UAW and he's on stage, or when he was, when he fell, when he busted his ass on those sandbags at the Air Force Academy commencement, when he did that, the stage was maybe 20 feet max. The Taylor Swift Eras Tour stage is Easily, what, 100 feet At by least. 100 feet? At least. I mean, it's the size of a football field, which is probably why she's so attracted <laughs> to Travis Kelsey. She literally, and there's things that are moving, and it's dark, and there's lights, and there's swinging. I mean, there's this guy. There's more than just like a stage left and stage right. There's I, stage forward, stage back, all of it. <laughs> there, if Joe Biden manages to get on the stage for the Ares tour, there's no way he's ever getting off. To be fair, if he, if he was a, cog, like, if his, his cognitive abilities were there, this would be brilliant because Taylor Swift has a cult following. Well, she also baked the cookies. But it's funny you should mention that too, Hannah. It's funny you should mention Taylor. They're called Swifties. Yes. Is what they're, her cult is called. We have Catriots, right? Mm -hmm. For example, fans of the Mark K show, members of our community, people who call into the show, people, we have them on the wall. We have Catriots of excellence mm -hmm. who are on our wall forever or until they throw our asses out of here. Um, but basically what we've got our Catriot, she's got Swifties. Swifties. And the Swifties, yes, they are a very diehard and dedicated group of people. If you come at Taylor Swift, the Swifties will come at you. If you if you cross Taylor Swift, the Swifties will have you doxxed and, and, and swatted. And I mean, and they would throw you in the river and you'll never be heard from again if you really take them off. Uh, so she has, yes, that, that group of millions of diehard young women 
well, actually not so young anymore, who follow her and would do anything for her. But there, I have to be honest with you. I, I don't think that Taylor Swift's followers and fans, well, while they love her music, while they will pay thousands of dollars to hear her sing, while they will pay $100 for a t-shirt or $200 for a hoodie or whatever else it is, while they would, they'd go to Kansas City Chiefs games and suffer through football just for a glimpse, a glimpse of Tay-Tay sitting in the owner's box. While all of that happens, I don't know that it's just going to blindly permeate their politics. For example, Taylor Swift began as a country music singer. I remember. From Nashville. She sang country music songs. And if there's one thing I know about the country music fans, they love America. They're pretty patriotic. And I don't think there's a lot of them who are just going to vote for Joe Biden because Taylor Swift tells them to. I don't, you know some Swifties. I, yeah. Would I you think that if Taylor Swift said, please vote for Joe Biden and they were MAGA or they were Donald Trump supporters or they were conservative, do you think they would do that? If they were conservative before, probably not. Like who's but here's more powerful, Trump or Taylor? Trump, if you're already a fan, but if I think she's going to get like just a percentage of those undecided, like undecided people mm. because she really does have a cult like following. No, I understand that. And but so I, like their goal is not to get everyone. It's those people that aren't decided yet. I think there's a massive misunderstanding in the media. And I think there's a massive misunderstanding with Taylor Swift fans and with Joe Biden's White House. And I believe that they think that just because these people are Swifties, because they worship the ground that Taylor walks on, they're not going to vote for Donald Trump. And I think that is, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a, I think that's an insanity. I don't think that's true at all. I believe that you can be both a Swifty and MAGA at the same time. I believe there are people that would shell out money to go see Taylor Swift or wear a Travis Kelsey jersey or, you know, run around singing Bad Blood or Shake It Off or whatever and still vote for Donald Trump no matter what Taylor says. I don't know. The Eight reason why I'm not a Swifty is because of her views. 855-940-MARK mm. is our number. 855-940-6275. If there's any Trump-loving MAGA Swifties listening, give us a buzz because uh, I, think, I think I'm probably right. I don't think that they're going to – they may love her. But I don't know that they're just going <laughs> to vote for Joe Biden because, I mean, have you seen that guy? <laughs> 855-940-MARK is our number. We'll get some of your phone calls here. and We'll take a little impromptu survey, a little impromptu Mark K. Show unscientific poll. Can you be both a Swifty and MAGA at the same time or are they mutually exclusive? 855-940-MARK is our number. Also, we're going to delve into the border battle because there was a Republican senator who... Hannah thought was Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, who was censured over a bill that hasn't even been written yet. That's how hot this thing is getting. Plus, Texas is not backing down, and there's a lot of private citizens who are headed down to the border to help Texas protect their sovereignty from the illegal invasion from Joe Biden's administration and from the Supreme Court of the United States of America. We'll get into all of that. We've got some Americas in Jeopardy coming up later today, which is fantastic. Your phone calls, your open mic messages, and more of the Mark K Show. Come, don't go anywhere, folks. Stay tuned. We will be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We, we posed a question. You know what's so funny? I posed this question on my Instagram today, but I thought I'd do it on the radio too. Um, basically, here's the deal. Joe Biden, according, Joe Biden, according to 
Jack Posobiec and the New York Times is planning some kind of, um, I guess he's he's going to be opening for Taylor Swift on her Eras tour. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be singing or not. I haven't really heard Joe <laughs> Biden say. Oh, wait, that's not true. I have heard Joe Biden sing for sure. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Uh, that's enough of that. Uh, anyway, so he's going to be touring with uh, with Taylor Swift because she's popular and he's not. And his thought process is, well, if these girls who follow Taylor Swift just blindly do, I mean, if they like the Kansas City Chiefs just because Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, maybe if I'm dating Taylor Swift, they'll uh, they'll vote for me. So he's going to go on stage. He's going to sniff her and, you know, probably say something weird and then uh, and hope to cash in at the box office. But I don't believe that these girls are so stupid to abandon their political morals just because Taylor Swift tells them to. So the question is, can you be a Swifty and MAGA at the same time? time mike is in middleburg florida hi mike how are you oh hi how are you oh doing great mike are you a swifty i am not particularly but my wife and oldest daughter are oh, they right. uh, actually are going to the third concert in october the third con so there are yeah because i thought this i thought this era's tour was almost over but apparently no it's going all the way through the election so would you say that they're going are they also conservative or would you think they'd be they'd be willing to vote for biden if uh, taylor swift told them to there is no way in this world that they would vote for Biden. But Even, yeah, they are very conservative. Okay, so they love Taylor Swift. They're going to their third show in October. But if Joe Biden walks out on stage and Taylor says, y'all vote for this guy, they're going to be like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, no way. Oh. No way. All right, see, there you go. So, I, yeah. And I, so there, I believe, thanks for calling, Mike. We appreciate it. I believe it's true. I believe you can be a Swifty and MAGA at the same time. And Mike just proved my point. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We have to take a quick break. Don't go, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. More Mark K Show is on the way next. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marque Show. Joe Biden has made Texas Ukraine, which would make the federal government Russia, which would make Joe Biden Putin. <laughs> I bet Joe Biden's Putin every time he takes a step. You know how like old people, they it's just- It's always like- and oh, sorry, he's like, sorry. Grandma, Grandma, like, what? <laughs> oh, did I toot again? Sorry. Uh, 855-940-MARK. Listen, we're going to get to that story here in just a minute. We're going to get to World War III because it's going to get to us before too long. But we do have some MAGA Swifties on the line. Uh, this is Joy in Pennsylvania. Hi, Joy. How are you? Thank you so much for calling. What's on your mind, uh, mind Joy? Um, well, I know a guy who is a MAGA Republican, and he is... Most disgustingly, the biggest Swifty I ever met in my life. I'm sorry. It's a pause. Rewind. You know a you know a guy. A guy. He's probably forty years old. Forty yeah, years. Forty. Old. And he's a he's a major Swifty. Yeah, he plays her music all the time. He sends me Snapchats with her face all over it, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, don't you know she's a left wing wacko? And he's like, yeah, I know, I don't care. All right, but you say he's not going to vote for Joe. He's also conservative Republican. He will vote for Donald Trump probably. Oh yeah, he's MAGA all the way. So you okay? So you can be. So not only are your so your contention is not only can you be a Swifty and MAGA, but you can also be a dude at the same time. 
I mean, it's, it's weird, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because the last Taylor Swift concert, because my wife and daughter, they're big fans, always have been, also conservative, which is great. Uh, but, you know, that's upbringing. But last time they went to a concert, there were so many women there. Like, there were so many women. They shut down the men's rooms and transformed them into ladies' rooms. Wow. It oh was my. a yeah, it's a massive. It was uh, what's the stadium in Tampa? The um, the one where the Bucks play. I don't know. And uh, and so they they shut down all the bathrooms. There was one men's room, and the rest were transformed into women's rooms because that's her market. It's all girls. So the fact that you know a forty year old man who's a who's super swifty is um, well, a little scary. I think he started off by looks. He probably goes for yeah. the looks first. Yeah, no, I think I think that's probably a fair assessment. Hey, uh, thank, at least I hope so. Otherwise, like you either want to be with her or you want to be her. Yeah. If you're a dude, I guess. 855-940-MARK is our number. Frank is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Frank. How are you? Good, Mark. And yourself? Oh, doing great, Frank. Thanks so much for asking. Listen, we're doing a real quick poll here before we get to the hard news of the day. We're real, real All right. Poll. So let me tell you. Oh, yeah. So, go ahead. So my wife, my wife came to me the other night. She said, hey, I'm going to sit in the living room with my stepdaughter and we're going to watch the Eras tour on... Uh, TV. Is that okay? I said, yeah, fine. Go. You know, I found out later it cost me 20 bucks to have her do that on Amazon prime. Uh, but yeah. she is a, she is a serious Swifty. Um, I, you know, I don't like her music, but I think she's an amazing business person. And, you know, I love the fact that she'll get in her citation jet and take a ride to go get a Starbucks somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. her carbon footprint is like the size of Texas. Right. That's okay. It doesn't apply to her, right? Well, Frank, let me, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know that she's ever come out like as an environmentalist. I would be shocked because 18 wheeler, I mean, the amount of 18 wheelers it takes to haul her gear from town to town to town, the amount of cars that pummel, that drive to that stadium. And I mean, it's ridiculous, but, uh, but Frank, let me ask you this. So your wife and your, and your stepdaughter, they're watching the era's tour. They're paying 20 bucks. When it comes time to vote though, which way do you believe they'll be voting? My wife would stand in front of a train before she voted for Joe Biden. Probably a Trump train. All right, guys. So there you go. So, so I mean, it's true. You get, this is the misconception that the Joe Biden campaign has. They are assuming that if this old sack of bones stands on stage and Taylor Swift is in her sequined jumpsuit with her guitar running around saying, players going to play, 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 and a hater is going to hate, 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 I'm just going to vote for Joe Biden, then all of these people are also going to vote for Joe Biden. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because people people can separate. And this is the problem with the Democrat Party. This is the problem with the media. People aren't as dumb as they like them to think they are. They, they assume that people are dumb. They assume that grown men are dumb. They assume that grown women are dumb. They assume that little girls are dumb. And little boy. Are there dumb little girls? I'm sure there are. And are there women at the Taylor Swift show who are going to say, well, if Taylor said vote for Joe Biden and she baked the cookies, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden just because she must know everything. That's going to happen. But I don't think to the extent or the tune that they believe it's going to happen. I think there's a lot of girls out there who were raised right, raised in the country, raised in the church, raised under the flag, raised by the principles of the United States of America, and are not as stupid as the Democrats say. They know what's going on in the world. They see what's happening at the border. They understand the economic disaster that Joe Biden has created. They see that we're on the brink of World War III, that their friends, their family members, service members are being killed by drone strikes in Iran because Joe Biden Biden is too spineless to do anything about it. They're not nearly as dumb as Joe Biden and the Democrats lead us to believe 
that they are. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. DJ is in Lakeland, Florida. Hi, DJ. How are you? Hey, what's up, Mark? Hey, what do you want to say, sir? Hey, I just want to say, you know, I've, I've been known to crank up, shake it off in my car, but I'm no Swifty by any means. I'm a fan of Travis Kelsey. He's helped me a lot in fantasy football. But hey, it's MAGA all the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they they can tour all they want together, but all these little girls, I think they're just going to say, hey, let me go, let me go see Taylor Swift. Just keep that other ponytail guy away from me. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, and here's the thing too, and you're right about that. If you want, to see Taylor Swift in the future, you better vote vote for Donald Trump because pretty soon, and if there's any little girls, I can't imagine we're huge with the little girl audience, but if there's any little girls listening or Swifties or if you're a 20-year-old woman, I want you to keep this in mind. You should, if you love Taylor Swift, that's great. Everybody, there's one Taylor Swift song somebody, that and everybody hears it and I don't know, I don't care, I don't care what it is. Everybody's got that one song they hear and they start tapping their foot and they go, this is a great song. But politics aside, if you love Taylor Swift and you love going to her concerts and you love buying her merchandise and you love paying 20 bucks on Amazon Prime to watch her Eras tour, if you want to do all of that, then you need to make sure that you vote for Donald Trump. Because if Joe Biden stays in the White House, you're not going to be able to afford the ticket to the tour. You're not going to be able to afford the $200 hoodie. You're not going to be able to afford the $20 to stream the concert on Amazon. And if you do, that's the only way you're going to be able to see her. Because Joe Biden will continue to destroy the economy, the value of your home. Your paycheck will continue to dwindle. The cost of everything will skyrocket. We'll become more and more dependent on foreign lands. We won't have energy independence. And you will not be able to create that land, uh, that opportunity that you were promised by the founding fathers. That pursuit of happiness is going to end with a second Joe Biden presidency. So if you truly do love all of this Taylor Swift stuff, you should vote for Donald Trump so you can continue to travel around the country, uh, you know, paying thousands of dollars to see her sing the same songs over and over and over again. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. All right, let's talk a little bit about Joe Biden. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about what's going on here because Joe Biden now has multiple problems on multiple fronts. And one of them, well, they're both problems of his own design, but one has gotten away from him. And one is something that he 100% is in control of. And the one that got away from him the one that really kind of, the one that he, he thought, man, I think that we could, I think that we could, uh, we could use this to our benefit, but it got away from him is what happened down at the border. Because look, Joe Biden knows that opening up the border is a bad idea. He understands that an open border is not good for the United States of America, but he and his party wrongly thought that they'd be able to legalize these people or create an amnesty program for these people or do something that is going to allow these people to vote for Democrats in all future elections. Hasn't happened yet. Probably won't happen anytime soon. Yet it's too late because Joe Biden has already flooded these people into the country. And look, they're short. They're going to try. They're not going to not try to get these people to vote. There's a lot of extra bodies out there. If some of them get mail-in ballots or if some of them stroll into some kind of polling location in Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or Michigan or one of those other swing states, oopsie, their vote may get counted before a judge can figure out that it never should have been counted. I mean, hell, it took three years for Arizona to figure out a lot of their votes weren't accurate. Um, and look where we are now. So, yeah, there's a benefit to having six million illegals here in the country, but uh, Joe Biden's facing, 
he's facing a political disadvantage because the problem has become so bad that actual legal American citizens who vote are not in, an, in a position to vote for Joe Biden simply because of how he's decimated the border. And now he has no other choice but to go out there and lie about it. For example, Joe Biden said this the other day. But also give me as president the emergency authority to shut down the border until it could get back under control. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. Now, the problem is that Joe Biden, pardon me, the problem is that Joe Biden can shut down the border today. Joe Biden is the chief executive of the United States of America. God help us all. Joe Biden actually created the issues we have at the border because in his first 100 days as president, he signed 94 executive orders that opened up the border. 94 executive orders that weakened the border patrol. 94 executive orders that destroyed stay in Mexico. Everything Donald Trump did to help the border situation, everything he, uh, Donald Trump did to curb illegal immigration, Joe Biden undid just because Donald Trump did it. And if Donald Trump did it, it must be bad. Well, now we find out that's not the case. And Joe Biden has no point, no choice but to lie about it. He's saying, look, you got to pass this border bill because without this border bill, I'm, I'm helpless to stop it. But also give me as president the emergency authority to shut down the border until it could get back under control. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. You know, the whole point of being president is that you have emergency authority. That's why they call it emergency authority. You don't need Congress or Senate or anyone else to vote on giving you emergency authority. This is the same emergency authority that Donald Trump is running on. In fact, Donald Trump's whole campaign promise is when we win, we are going to A, shut down the border and B, we are going to create the largest deportation event or effort in American history. And Donald Trump isn't saying, when I win uh, the presidency, I'm going to take my hand off that Bible and then go to Congress and ask them to grant me the emergency authority to deport people. I'm not going to go to Congress and I'm not going to take my hand off the Bible and drive to Capitol Hill and say, please allow me to shut down the border. The president, just like Joe Biden had unilateral authority to open the border back up, he also has unilateral authority to close it. But he just doesn't want to because he doesn't feel it's politically good for his future. Also, he, he likes to go out there and say, hey, it's the Republicans' fault that the border's open, and he's got uh, idiots in uh, the Senate who are going to help him, like Chris Murphy from Connecticut, who was on yesterday's Sunday shows with Dana Bash and, and perpetuated the lie that Joe Biden is powerless. Republicans, including the House Speaker, argue, a lot of them, not the ones you're dealing with, but a lot of them argue that President Biden already has the authority that he needs to secure the border. And they're criticizing this deal that you've been negotiating. Um, what do you make of that, of the notion that President Biden already has tools and he doesn't need more yet? Well, it's just not true. It's a political talking point. It's actually true. And Joe Biden has lots of tools. He's got Alejandro Mayorkas. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, uh, he's got Merrick Garland. He's got nothing but tools. 
If you walk into Joe Biden's White House, you can be like, tool, you're a tool, you're a tool. You're all a bunch of tools. Now go build a wall, go shut down the border, go figure out this problem. And Chris Murphy from Connecticut is out there talking for Joe Biden once again, because Joe Biden can't talk for himself and neither apparently can Corinne Jean-Pierre at this point. So he's out there explaining that Joe Biden needs Congress to act on the border. And if, he, if Congress doesn't act on the border, then you know what happens? Then all of a sudden we're powerless to do anything. It's a lie. Joe Biden did not have the power for the eviction moratorium, but he did it anyway. Joe Biden did not have the power to repay student loans, but he did it anyway. Joe Biden has the power to shut down the border and he's not doing it. This is a guy who does things he can't do and doesn't do things he can. And that's why he believes the only way forward for a second term, the only thing that's going to help him survive politically in November, the only thing that can make probably the worst president in the entire world become the worst two-term president in the entire world is standing on stage with Taylor Swift while she sings about her cardigan. That's what's going to get Joe Biden reelected. That's, oh, that's all they have riding on it. Oh, I'm sorry, that and World War III. Between Taylor Swift and World War III, that's their campaign strategy because nothing else is going to work. Nothing else is going to work for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the Democrats. They're going to lose power. They're going to lose power bigly, and they're going to lose power to a bunch of not just Republicans, but America-loving, America-first, make America great again, MAGA Republicans. And to them, that's a fate worse than death. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We'll get a couple more of your phone calls here in just a minute. Plus, I gotta, we got to play you what Rand Paul said about the border bill. Uh, also, there's an Oklahoma senator who was censured by the GOP for backing this bill that sends money to Ukraine and Gaza in... Um, well, you know, in trade for a secure border here at here at home. GOP in Oklahoma, not very happy. 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere, folks. More Mark K shows coming up right after this. This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Daniel's in Jacksonville. They got something you wanted to say very quickly. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What's on your mind today, sir? I'm I'm doing so great, Mark. I love listening to you. Oh, well, thank I, you. I just want to say, like, if, if Taylor Swift is baking the cookies, I want to know who's mixing up that fentanyl lace Kool-Aid, you know? Um, if, if Taylor Swift is making cookies, who's mixing up the fentanyl laced Kool-Aid? Right. Probably, like, Post Malone or somebody. I don't know why. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the whole thing is that, like, uh, between Joe Biden and the f former Speaker Nancy Pelosi and yeah. Federal wo Woman in Pennsylvania, it, it's, what, a, what a vile bunch of people, mm. you know? Yeah. And they, they tell stuff with a straight face. Also, like, when Joe's talking and people can't understand him, he understands himself because it's like the little thought bubbles, the little bubbles that lead up to a yeah. thought panel on a cartoon. Yeah. And he, he's stuck in the bubbles. He never gets up to the top yeah. where he actually, actually makes a statement. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, that's, that's a, Daniel, that's a great, that's a great, I appreciate it. That's a great assessment, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, not to get off on a tangent, but John Fetterman, when John Fetterman had a stroke 
and was literally incapacitated mentally, physically, and one would say totally insane and not mentally capable of becoming a senator, the Democrats said he was fine. Now that he's actually acting like a normal human being, the Democrats are saying the guy's crazy and they don't know what's wrong with him. Not only did he back U.S. Steel against the, uh, the Japanese takeover of the country, not only did he say that, you know what, closing the border would be a good idea, but do you know what he did over the uh, last week? Tell me. He went to the roof of his apartment building in Pennsylvania, wrapped himself in an Israeli flag, and tormented the pro-Palestinian protesters <laughs> on the ground below. Good for him. John Fetterman went to the top of his house and waved in solidarity the Israeli flag while basically spitting on the protesters below. I think this guy's getting more and more sane. The Democrats think he's even worse. Quick break, we'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. Hang in there, America. Stand firm, Texas. In less than a year, Trump will be here. Well, that's yeah. I guess I guess yes. We're less than a year away from inauguration day, so hope you know, knock on wood. Unless Taylor Swift has something to say about it, eight five five nine four zero mark is our number. Eight five five nine four zero six two seven five. And Joe Biden, look, Joe Biden's doing everything he possibly can. He's basically starting World War Three in Jordan. And this whole thing in Jordan over the weekend, this is something that would never have happened again if Joe Biden weren't president. If Joe Biden had never, quote unquote, won the election in 2020, those three American servicemen and women who were killed over the weekend would not have been killed over the weekend. The 25 who were injured would not have been injured. The 13 who were killed when we were uh, you know, leaving Afghanistan wouldn't have been killed, not to mention the hundreds of Afghans who came to some kind of untimely death uh, at the hands of the Taliban or at a, the hands of a bomber or because they were falling off of the fuselage of a plane because they were desperate to flee Afghanistan instead of stay there after the Americans pulled out. Those are the things that have happened since Joe Biden became president. And all of them could have been avoided, uh, but it just goes to show once again Joe Biden's weak leadership. We had for weeks, we had for weeks, uh, ships in the Red Sea that were being attacked by drones. Drone strikes every day. Every day. And there were destroyers. Uh, one of them, which the USS Kearney, which is when it's not out protecting the world, is based here at uh, Naval Station Mayport in Jacksonville, which is just a few miles from Trid HQ. The USS Kearney shot down like at least, at least 14 attack drones, probably more. And the order was shoot down the drone. The order was never shoot the people who were sending these drones. The order was never take out the source of the drones. The order was never do whatever you need to do to stop this ridiculous behavior by these Iranian-based rebels. Uh, it was just these people are going to attack you. You've just got to play defense because that's what Joe Biden does. He plays defense. Uh, when you play defense, the offense isn't going to go away. They're just going to play harder. When you just play defense, the offense, they have no choice but to just continue to play offense. That's the only way they're going to get through. And unfortunately, over the weekend, they did. A U.S. base in Jordan was attacked by a drone. They're not telling us who it was yet, but we know that the drone originated in Iran. We know that the people who sent the drone and killed the American soldiers and wounded the other 25 American soldiers, we know that they're backed by Iran. 
And we know that Iran, A, has a lot of money that we gave them. Uh, B, has more money that we've actually allowed them to have, even though it was supposed to be locked up tight. And C, hates us and will do anything to destroy us. We also know that Joe Biden is not really that intent on stopping Iran from doing any of these things. Joe Biden never wants to do anything to stop attacks before they happen. He just wants to respond to attacks once they do. And he doesn't respond in a way that will stop further attacks from happening. And we know that because of, well, what happened yesterday. Joe Biden sat around for a month telling folks on the USS Kearney, our brave men and women who are fighting there, saying, hey, you guys can't do anything other than shoot these drones out of the sky. Otherwise, we don't want to make anybody angry. We don't want to make Iran angry. We don't want to escalate things. And then one day in the middle of the night, they went in and they they destroyed some of these drone, uh, what do you call it? I guess you would call it warehouses or these, these airports where these drones were being held. A couple of weapons depots. They killed five of the Houthi, five Houthi. And we said at the time, that's not going to stop anyone. That's just going to make the other Houthi mad. And it, that's exactly what happened. And they've retaliated in a in what you would call a similar response by killing three American soldiers. And don't think that they're not thrilled about that. Don't think that they're not celebrating because they are. And Joe Biden has probably some other proportionate response plan that he's going to put out there. And this thing's going to go back and forth, back and forth, like a game of pickleball all the way through the election. And the reason is because Joe Biden feels that he can benefit from some kind of long-term conflict. Democrats always feel like they can benefit from some kind of long-term conflict. All, all representatives do, or all uh, politicians do, for a couple of reasons. Number one, if there's a war, if there's a conflict, if we're battling Iran, if there's a threat of a nuclear attack, if there's all-out war in the Middle East, if it's World War III, if China and Ukraine and Putin and everybody else gets involved and we're fighting multiple wars on multiple fronts, then very few people are going to think now's a good time to change leadership. Historically, presidents don't usually lose elections during wartime. Whether it's World War I or World War II or the Civil War, people tend to say, hey, until this conflict gets settled, uh, we should probably not change the commander-in-chief. We should probably not change the head of the Department of Defense. We should probably not fire the Joint Chiefs of Staff and bring in new ones, which I, is the word. I mean, that's a, really the perfect time to do it. Because if you have an administration that got you involved in a war, you probably want to get them out because all they know how to do is get you involved in conflict. Clearly, they don't know how to stop it from happening. And do they even really want to? Because Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and a whole bunch of other Republicans and a whole lot of Democrats will benefit financially from a longstanding conflict because they get a lot of money. They get a lot of money from contractors, military contractors, the people that make the weapons, the people that make the missiles and the planes, the people that make the drones, the people that make the flak jackets and the helmets, the people that make the MREs that we send out there, the people that, that sell the, the diesel fuel for our destroyers. All of those folks make a lot of money and they want to keep making money. And so they want the, they want the, the war hawks in Congress and the war hawks in the White House to create war. Because unless somebody's shooting missiles at somebody else, they're not going to need more missiles. And if they don't need more missiles, guess who's not making money? The missile makers. So Joe Biden believes that Democrats believe and a lot of Republicans believe that they could benefit twice from a war. No change in leadership at the top and lots of money rolling in from the special interest groups in the military industrial complex. Whereas Donald Trump is totally different because Donald Trump believes in the disproportionate response. Donald Trump believes in peace through strength. Donald Trump believes the best way 
that you can maintain peace in this country is to be stronger than anyone else. The best way you can maintain peace in this country, or in this world rather, is to be stronger than your enemies and to prove to your enemies that you have the ability and the wherewithal and the gumption to hit them hard before they hit you. And if they hit you, you will hit them 10 times harder. You will destroy them. Donald Trump took out ISIS. He didn't hit ISIS. He didn't respond to ISIS. He destroyed ISIS. They told him it couldn't be done. They told him it would take two years. He flew in. He flew into the Middle East in the middle of night, landed his plane on a darkened runway so no one would know he was there. He met with the military commander and the military commander said, we could take out ISIS in two weeks. Nobody's given us the order. And Donald Trump stood there in the Middle East in the middle of the night in secret and said, so by ordered. And in two weeks, ISIS was done. And guess what? We haven't been attacked by ISIS since because they're not there. Well, at least they weren't until Joe Biden rolled around, and now you have the brand new and improved ISIS-K. But that's not all. You've also got the Houthi rebels in Yemen, and in Jordan, and in Saudi Arabia, and in, in uh, Syria, and all over the place. You've got Hezbollah, who's rearing its ugly head again. You've got Hamas, who invaded Israel and killed over a thousand people. Not just Israelis, Americans, and Germans, and Europeans, and people from all over the country, for one reason and one reason only. They knew Joe Biden would not respond. And has Joe Biden responded? Nope. There's still American hostages. Hell, there's still Americans in the uh, Taliban-controlled Afghanistan that Joe Biden has forgotten. He's washed his hands of. Why on earth would anyone be scared? They're not. Iran's not. It's not like it's Donald Trump. Donald Trump would tell Iran something, and they would believe him. Donald Trump would tell Iran something and they would believe him. When Donald Trump pulled the leader of the Taliban aside and said, hey, take a look at this satellite image of your house, the Taliban leader said, why do you have a satellite image of my house? And Donald Trump said, I think you can figure it out. No Americans are to be harmed for the remainder of my presidency. And no Americans were harmed for the remainder of his presidency because they believed him. Joe Biden doesn't do that. And that's why Joe Biden is more than content to maybe hit back at the Iranian-based militants, maybe hit back in a proportionate response, but he's not going to do anything that he believes can incite more conflict because, A, he needs a massive conflict so that he can continue to make money for the little time he has left as president. And maybe, just maybe, people will be too scared to change the leadership in Washington in the middle of a conflict. After all, that's what history tells us. 855-940-MARK is our number. Also, this border problem's a real pain in his butt, man. It's a real pain in his butt because Joe Biden wants money for Ukraine, but he can't get money for Ukraine unless he does something with the border, and he can't do something with the border because he doesn't want to, even though he has the power to. And it's becoming a real problem. And Rand Paul was chit-chatting with uh, someone, I think it was Fox News over the weekend, and he mentioned that. he's There's two big problems with this border bill. Yeah, and realize the bill is going to have more money for sanctuary cities. So the cities that don't turn anybody in, you can rape, murder, pillage, and some sanctuary cities and if you're illegally here they don't do anything about you you just fade back into the woodwork the other thing that's going to happen in this ukraine bill is there's going to be 11 billion dollars worth of humanitarian assistance some of that goes to ukraine but some of that's going to gaza and it's not clear exactly how much is going to go to the palestinians but it's sort of bizarre that we fund both sides of every war and that amazing we're sending money to israel and now in this ukraine bill we're sending money to gaza and we know that the money doesn't actually go to humanitarian aid in gaza it goes to hamas and they use it to create more weapons so they can kill more Americans and more Israelis. Israelis who we are also funding. Rand Paul's 100% right. We're funding both sides of the war effort. 
and the money that we're quote unquote sending to Ukraine, not all of it's even going there. And we don't, there's no stipulation as to how much goes where. And that's a problem. You know, they're going to expect us to clean up and repair Ukraine when it's done being destroyed. Mm -hmm. The same with Gaza. Gaza's being destroyed, but who's going to have to pay for it? They expect us to pay for it. And I don't want a penny going to Hamas or to any of these people. Uh, look, I have great sympathy for those who live in Gaza and the mess that they're in, and I wish it would stop. But I don't think we should always have to pay for everything. When do we become the sugar daddy of the world? We've got to pay for everything. I love that, by the way. When did we, Rand Paul asks, when did the United States of America become the sugar daddy of the world? It's a great way to describe what we are. Ukraine, Israel, Gaza, Taiwan, over and over again. We are the world's sugar daddy. When do we become the sugar daddy of the world? We gotta pay for everything. It's like all of a sudden, every day, there's somebody new at our door, boy, like just looking for money. Hello, sugar daddy. It's me, Ukraine. Wait, what is happening? Who are you? I'm Ukraine. I need money. You are my sugar daddy. You pay for everything. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> Please, sugar daddy, you give me money, like always, and I will do that thing that you like. Um, what, is, what, what are you talking about? Mm, you know how you love it when I take my lips and shut them up tight and not tell anybody about how corrupt your president is? Oh, yeah, that, that I, I know. I, yeah, I do love that. And how I let you sniff my hair. Oh, okay, all right, that's enough. That's <laughs> Now it's just getting, now it's just getting creepy. Thank you, by the way. In the role of Ukraine, by the way, it was Hannah. Very nicely done. Ooh. Oh, America is the world's sugar daddy. When do we is, become the sugar daddy of the world? We got to pay for everything. And now uh, it's being tied back to the border bill, and that's a problem. And that's something that the Republicans hopefully are going to stand against. Mitch McConnell already had to fold because Republicans in the Senate stood up against it, and now Mike Johnson feels bolstered in the House of Representatives to stand up against it. Uh, but there are still people out there who are arguing that. The the border bill is good. In fact, Ted Cruz from Texas and James Lankford from Oklahoma are kind of going tit for tat on this whole thing. Here's what Ted Cruz said over the weekend. This bill normalizes 5,000 people a day coming in. 5,000 people a day is over 1.8 million a year. That's called an invasion. By the way, under Joe Biden, we've had 9.6 million. So the great Republican compromises were for two-thirds of Joe Biden's open borders. We'll let in six million instead of nine million. This makes utterly no sense. Mm. And James Langford, who's one of the Republicans in charge of putting together the border bill, has been arguing for Ukraine spending so much and arguing for tying it to the border bill and going out there and contradicting everything all of the other Republicans have been saying about the border bill that over the weekend, the GOP in Oklahoma censured Senator Langford. Because they don't believe he's acting with the best interests of the people of the United States of America or the citizens of Oklahoma or conservatives at heart. 855-940-MARK is our number. We have to take a quick break, but we'll play you his response. We'll get to that story here in just a minute. Also, fun fact, we've got some Americas in jeopardy. We're going to be doing that in just a minute. If you'd like to play, you can prepare for that. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Quick break, folks. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. Ted Cruz not happy about the border bill in Congress. 
This bill normalizes 5,000 people a day coming in. 5,000 people a day is over 1.8 million a year. By the way, I think that's him banging on his desk. He's so mad he's banging on his desk. Anyway, here's Senator uh, Langford from Oklahoma, who's one of the, I guess he was a fathers of this bill. He's writing the bill with Mitch McConnell and with Senator Schumer, and he's a big proponent of it. Here's what he said. The challenge that Senator Cruz has and a bunch of other folks is they're still waiting to be able to read the bill on this, and this has been our great challenge of being able to fight through the final words to be able to get the bill text out so people can hear it. Right now, there's internet rumors is all that people are running on. It would be absolutely absurd for me to agree to 5,000 people a day. This bill focuses on getting us to zero illegal crossings a day. There's no amnesty. It increases the number of Border Patrol agents. It increases asylum officers. It increases detention beds so we can quickly detain and then deport individuals. It ends catch and release. It focuses on additional deportation flights out. It changes our asylum process so that people get a fast asylum screening at a higher standard and then get returned back to their home country. This is not about letting 5,000 people in a day. Yeah, it's not about that at all. It's all those great things. Well, if it's all those great things, then why is it that the Oklahoma GOP took sides with Ted Cruz? Why is it they condemned Senator Lankford for his role in the bipartisan border talks? This came out this morning. The Oklahoma Republican Party approved a resolution over the weekend condemning and censuring Senator James Langford, the state senior senator, for his role in the ongoing bipartisan border negotiations in Congress. Oklahoma Republicans accuse Langford of playing fast and loose with Democrats on border policy and that he puts the safety and security of Americans in great danger. The state party called on Langford to cease and desist, jeopardizing the security and liberty of the people of Oklahoma and said it will withhold support for Langford until he ends the negotiations. So it's interesting to see how the Republican Party back home is holding its own senator responsible for deals and negotiations they believe will lead to continued danger for the people back home. Man, I wish more state GOPs did that. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Come on, Florida GOP. I got some bones to pick with Rutherford. <laughs> Quick break. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. You're breaking things. So, you know, one maternity leave, and she forgot how everything works around here. Eight five five nine four zero Mark is our number. Eight. Sorry, I had to. I had to set up the America's in Jeopardy board because Hannah wasn't sure where the tape went. But I'm looking, you're breaking the, the lights. We're going to need a new board. I know. You know what I want to get is they ha they make these digital boards. Uh, they're called Vibe Boards, which, A, sounds cool. And actually, it's like a big interactive. That looks great. Thank you, Hannah. It's like a big interactive board on wheels. And what we could probably do, where'd you go, is we could probably create you know, you know, like the actual Jeopardy board where it's just all digital. Yeah. And someone picks a category, and we can like touch it, and it pops up with a question. We could probably do all that on the vibe board. That would be really cool. Also, a lot less time because that board took me so long to right. make. Right. You could just we, there's probably like an app or a website you could go on and you could create it, and it would just pop up on the board. Yeah. One issue. What? They're about forty nine hundred dollars. And if they wouldn't pay for a window for us, they're definitely not yeah, going to buy that. 
cheap bastards ain't gonna pay for anything. 855-940. I mean, I still don't have a contract. 855-940-6275 is our number. 855-940. Mark is our number. If you would like to play some uh, some Americas in Jeopardy, we need two contestants, and we're gonna do it here in just a minute. I would, you know, it's so interesting to me because uh, we had these. I think I told you how both of my my heating units went out just before the bitter cold winter here in Florida. Yes. And so we had to have both of those heating units replaced. Not just fixed, but so totally expensive. replaced. Very expensive. Also, All you had AC problems earlier this year, too? Well, fun fact, well, it's the same like unit. So what happened was, okay, wow. so when they came out to fix the AC, okay. they may or may not have said, you know, we should probably just replace this unit. And I may or may not have just said, uh, how much to like just fix it for, I don't know, six months or so? And then he said, well, we could put in this part, and then for a couple hundred bucks, we could probably keep it running for six months. So that may have been my bad. And so it, they did exactly So what? then when we turned on the heat for the first time, it got cold, poof, the whole thing exploded. And it doesn't matter. But the inspector had to come out to, like, check it and make sure everything yeah. was functioning properly. And they made, they made they were like, they gave us these CO2 detectors and stuff. Yeah. And they were like, look, you got to make sure that you put these CO2 detectors up or you're going to fail inspection. And so I was like, oh, but what do I do? He's like, just put one here, put one there. And I go, this is right in the middle of my wall. Like, this, right. I don't want these CO2 detectors right there in the middle of the wall. And the guy's like, well, you just put them up and then take them down later, whatever. So you know what I did? What? Much like we do with the board here, I got double-sided tape. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I stuck it on one side of the detector and I stuck it on the wall. Yeah. So it would look like I've installed this detector. And then when the guy came, I just pull it back off. And then uh, I put one on the other. So the guy came in, right? Right. And he's doing the inspection and he looks outside. And he's taking pictures. He's like, all right, okay, whatever, blah, blah. And he comes in the house and I'm like standing there. I'm like, all right. So he's going to look at all the, he's going to look for the CO2 detectors, whatever, blah, blah. And he walks right by them, looks at the circuitry, walks out and goes, okay, that looks, everything looks pretty good. And I go, oh, did you not need to examine the CO2 detectors? And he goes, nah, we don't do that anymore. And he leaves. Are you serious? Okay, that's not even the worst part. Okay. So I go to, <laughs> I go to take the CO2 detector off the wall, and I slowly peel it off. And it slowly? And about half of the wall came with it. Yeah. So now I have That's to, really intense tape. It was really, it was really not- not really, ideal. Not even, it was totally pointless, as a matter of fact, uh, and, which is much like, you know, most of this show. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. But enough about me. Let's get to you, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for America's in Jeopardy. Yeah, very exciting, very exciting. All right, so we have two contestants on the line, I believe. It looks like we do. One of them is Betty in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hello, Betty. How are you? Hi, Mark and Hannah. Good to see you back, Hannah. Thank you. Oh, are you watching on one of our streaming services? Actually, yes, I am. Oh, that's fantastic. We love that. We love that. All right, Betty, you're going to be playing against uh, Tony, who's in Abilene. What's up, Tony? How are you? I'm doing good, Mark. How are you? We're fantastic, Tony. How are you catching our show today? Rumble. Rumble. All right, perfect. Yeah, we love our Rumble peeps. There's way more of them now that we stopped streaming on Facebook. <laughs> All right, uh, Betty and uh, and Tony and Tony and Betty, here's the dealio. We're going to go through and we are going to, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do this Jeopardy style. We have four categories. We have $3 amounts, $100, $200, $300. You don't win any actual cash. It's just for scorekeeping purposes only. And much like the real Jeopardy, which we ripped off entirely, we will give you the answer. You must provide us with the question. You guys got it? Got it. All right, Betty, we're going to kick off with you today. Please tell us how much money you would like in one of these four categories. The four categories today are states that start with T. Smarter than Joe Biden. One, 
two, or three. And you'll notice if you're watching on Rumble, those are uh, Roman numerals. One, two, three. <laughs> and then political heartthrobs is our last one. Which one would you like first, Betty? Hmm. Hmm. All of those appear to be good choices. Let's go with smarter than Joe Biden. Smarter than Joe Biden for $100, $200, or $300? Um, oh, I apologize. Let's go for $300. Oh. Let's start big. All right, listen, here we go. These are uh, things that are smarter than Joe Biden. Uh, the <laughs> junior senator from Pennsylvania heard here. Ooh, don't do it. <laughs> Please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Betty? Um, who do I have to answer as in a question? That correct? Is correct. Yes, you need to give us a question <laughs> as your answer. It's tricky, but that's the okay. rules of the game. Okay. Who is John Better Woman? Better Man. <laughs> that is, either either are acceptable. My name is John Better Woman. <laughs> Who nowadays is a lot smarter than uh, a lot smarter than Joe Biden? Congratulations, Betty! You have three hundred dollars. And Tony, we go to you. Tony, would you like states that start with T smarter than Joe Biden? One, two, or three, or political heartthrobs? I would like states that start with a T for three hundred. States start with a T for three hundred. All right, here we go. These are states that start with the letter T. Tony, here we go. Uh, this state that begins with a T claims four U.S. presidents, while only two of them were actually born there. This what is the great state of Texas? What is the great state of Texas? That is correct. <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson, Dwight D. Eisenhower, and both Bushes. However, neither Bush was actually born in Texas. Uh, Bush Sr. was born in Massachusetts, and I think the other one was in Connecticut or something, right? What? Yeah, but then, you know, they moved to... Yeah. Anyway, They're Tony, good job. You got, yourself, you got yourself 300 smackaroonies. Betty, where would you like to go next? <laughs> States that start with T, smarter than Joe Biden, one, two, or three, or political heartthrobs? I want to see who our political heartthrobs are for 300, Mark. All right, here we go. We're going to... They're going to name these political heartthrobs. Are you ready? Okay. Despite being the Antichrist, many women and some dudes get totally turned on by this prime minister of Canada, eh? Who is Francis Justin Trudeau? Who is Justin Trudeau? We, we would have also accepted Vous êtes Justin Trudeau, eh? Ugh. Because it's a French yeah, eh? bilingual <laughs> or whatever. That's correct. Yeah, very nice. Thank you. Betty, you got yourself another $300. Takes you up to six. All right, Tony, here we go. Uh, states that start with T, smarter than Joe Biden, one, two, or three, or political heartthrobs. Where would you like to go next and for how much money? What is one, two, or three for 300 All right. Uh, we're going to give you the name of a president. You tell us if they were president at the beginning of World War One, World War Two, or World War Three. You ready? Got it. Joe Biden. <laughs> what is World War Three? You know, he's so old, it could have been any of them. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I was like, wow, that's a tough one. Yeah, that is correct. It is, uh, what, is <laughs> what is World War Three? 
Congratulations. Uh, all right, uh, Betty, here we go. We've got one or $200 left in any of the categories. States that start with T, smarter than Biden, one, two, or three, or political heartthrobs. What would you like next? All right, let's go with um, states that start with T. Four. Oh, I apologize. 200, $200. please. All right, here we go. Remember, these are states that begin with the letter T. This state, which starts with T, is home to the Alamo, the NASA Space Center, and the Grassy Knoll. Um, what is Texas? That is... Correct. Very nicely done. You were up to $800. Tony, back to you. States that start with T, smarter than Joe Biden. One, two, or three, or political heartthrobs. Let's do smarter than Joe Biden for 200. Okay, these are things that are smarter than Joe Biden. A long list. A, bo <laughs> a box of these hard items usually found along shorelines or in gardens. What? Could you repeat the question, please? A box of these hard items found along shorelines or in gardens. Garden. What is a garden gnome? A, uh, a garden gnome. What is a garden gnome? Is that your answer? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. We're looking for rocks is what we're looking for. A box of... People say he's dumber than a box of rocks. So a box of rocks would be smarter than, than Joe. But that's okay. That was a tricky one. That was a tricky one. Betty, back to you. States that start right. with T... Smarter than Joe Biden, one, two, or three, or political heartthrobs? Where would you like to go next? Um, let's go to political heartthrobs for 200, please. All right, political heartthrobs for 200. Here we go. This naughty congressional grandma Ooh. may... <laughs> Why'd you say ooh to that one? I don't know. <laughs> this naughty congressional grandma may be out of a job this year due to her sexual escapades during Beetlejuice, the musical. <laughs> Who is Lauren Bobart? Is that her name Bill from Colorado? Bobart? Yeah, she's been called worse. We'll take. <laughs> we'll yeah, Lauren, Lauren Bobart. Fun fact, she switched districts and they just did a straw poll. She came in last. She came in fifth. So she, yeah. she she may not even get the nomination. Do this they time. know who she is? I think they do. I think I think that's why she came in fifth. Uh, Tony, states Probably that start with that. T for a hundred, smarter than Joe Biden for a hundred, one, two, or three for one or two hundred, or political heartthrobs for one hundred. What would you like next? One, two, or three for two hundred, sir. One, two, or three for two hundred. Remember, we give you the president. You tell us that they were president during the beginning of World War One, World War Two, or World War Three. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. What is World War Two? That is correct. That was very good. Nicely done. All right, you're up to 800. Betty, what would you like? All three, all four categories have $100 questions left. I'm sorry, answers left. Which one would you like? States that start with T, smarter than Joe Biden, one, two, or three, or political heartthrobs? Um, let's go with start with the T. States that start with a T. For 200. This state shares the longest border with Mexico, stretching 1,254 miles. What is California? <laughs> what is what? California? 
I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh. Cal California starts with a C. We were looking for oh. states that start with what T. What the heck am I thinking oh, I'm literally asking myself the same question. That's okay. That's okay. It you're, happens. You're still, it's still anyone's game. Tony, would you like smarter California. than... Would, what? <laughs> California. Would you like smarter than Joe Biden for 100? One, two, or three for 100? Or political heartthrobs for 100? Smarter than Joe Biden for 100, sir. All right, here we go. Name these things that are smarter than Joe Biden. A group of children who are currently enrolled in the grade before first... Could you repeat the question? A group of children who are currently enrolled in the grade before first. What are kindergartners? That is correct. <laughs> Nicely done. All right, Betty, we have two questions left. For $100, you can have one, two, or three, or political heartthrobs. Where would you like to go? I'll finish off that political heartthrob for 100, please. Many muchachas go gaga for this Cuban-American senator from Florida. Mm. Who is Marco Rubio? Escolectamente. No. See, si, that's what I mean. All right. And, Tony, that means that for the last question, we go to one, two, or three. Who was president during which world war? The question, I'm sorry, the answer is Woodrow Wilson. That would be World War. What is or when was, who was the president during World War One? <laughs> who, what, where, when, why, how? That is correct. However, with a score of 1,100 to 1,000 in a nail-biter of a game, Betty, congratulations, you're our big winner today. Oh, nicely done. Congratulations, Betty. Oh, yeah, you did. Thank Tony, you. you did a great you. you did a great job. Everybody did a fantastic job. Yeah, exactly right. Hang on one second. We're going to... Uh, <laughs> Casey Soup on Rumble goes, Marco Rubio is not attractive. <laughs> Some people like him. 855-940-MARK. Listen, we got to take a quick break, folks. More Mark K Show is coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Coming up, I uh, do want to share with you um, something that happened. You know, the Internet's a weird thing. Sometimes I don't know if the Internet's joking or if they're just stupid. And I tend to think that they're joking because I like to have, you know, I like to think that people are smarter than they are, but sometimes they're not. And while I always have, you know, I always just believe the best in people, sometimes something happened yesterday right before, right before the AFC playoff game in Baltimore, Maryland, that I thought was a funny joke until I realized it wasn't a joke. It was just a sad, stupid ridiculous thing. I'll share that with you. Also, I was very excited. Hannah and I were just chit-chatting. Uh, I found another pair of $9 pants over the weekend, which is, this is not just like the, if you find a, the first pair of pants I found were $7.50. This pair was $9. So a little bit, but that's, I blame Joe Biden for that. That's Biden inflation. For, that's Biden yeah. inflation for sure. Um, but basically what happened is I want, I had to pick up my daughter from the, uh, the mall and I was there early and she's like, I need 10 more minutes. <laughs> you need to, to what? You haven't talked enough. So uh, I go. I go. Fine. I'll run into the J Crew Factory Outlet Store, which is where they have all the you know leftover stuff and remain and the last season clothes because I don't care what season I'm wearing. And uh, and the clearance rack. And I go to. And this happens for whatever reason. I have probably the most common pant size. What is it? It's well. It's thirty two, thirty two. But I can also sometimes be a thirty three, thirty two. That's a thing. 
That's a thing. Okay. And I wandered into the store, 34, 30, I mean, I'll squeeze in anything. Uh, and I want, and on the clearance rack there for $25 was this pair of pants plus 60% off. So I wandered up to the lady and I go, hey, with 60% off, what is this, like 10 bucks? Yeah. And she goes, boop, 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 boop. it would be $9.12. And at that point, I'm like, I can't not buy these You pants. have to. I mean, $9 pants? If for no other reason than just have a good story to tell on the radio. Absolutely. And she goes, you want to try them on? I go, it's $9. <laughs> no. I'll just I'm, get them. My time is too valuable. I would I would waste more money trying them on than just buying them and taking them home. So <laughs> I'll wear them tomorrow. They're great. 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marque Show. My microphone's over. Oh, there it is. Hi. <laughs> now that, sorry, that was exciting. Now that I know. Oh, now I have all. I've we done think, that before. We think so. We're like 95% sure. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I you've come to the right place because okay. I have experience in that. Okay. And I can tell you, because I've done that before, and I can tell you exactly what to do in that scenario. Okay. Which will benefit you, your husband, and your child. I love that. But then I'd like a plaque in with my <laughs> name on historical. it. Or like a like a room dedicated to me or something like that is all I'm- The K room. I, I just want to make sure, that's, yeah, that's all I ask. Or like okay. a, maybe not, you know, just a bench. Okay. Somewhere with my name on it. 8559- The shed can nine, be four. designated. Did you say a shed? The shed. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take a shed. Okay. 855, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we're in the middle of a radio, live radio show. Oh yeah, let's get back to we'll it. We'll chit chat about that here. <laughs> that's great. That's something I actually, uh, that's something else I have- uh, I actually have experience with 855-940-MARK is our number 855-940-6275 before we took a quick br a brief commercial timeout uh I I shared with you a story about something that happened in Baltimore Maryland yesterday and this is it's a weird story to me because when I first saw it on X I was confused because um so, all right, so anyway, yesterday, and again, this is not a sports show. This is not a football show, anything like that. You could listen to any any myriad of other places for that kind of news. But this is a something that caught my eye and I wanted to discuss because I believe it says a lot about the state of, I don't know, intelligence in uh, in uh, in the world today. On X, right before the game, the, the Baltimore Ravens, okay, the Baltimore Ravens were taking on the Kansas City Chiefs and they were doing it in Baltimore, which is historic because typically what happens is the Kansas City Chiefs are always at home during the playoffs because they're just that good. This year, they weren't. So Baltimore had the Kansas City Chiefs for their, for their uh, AFC championship game. And since it was in Baltimore, a lot of the fans gathered in the parking lot to do what fans in the parking lot do before football games, and that is drink excessively. Excessive amounts of alcohol, beer, I'm sure some White Claws, I'm sure there were some other, I mean, it's cold, so I'm sure there was some whiskey and some God knows what they're chugging in, in Baltimore. But anyway, the, the governor... The governor of the state of Maryland, a guy by the name of Westmore, young guy, good, good looking guy, very popular governor. He's 45, I think. He's the new governor, not the old one. Uh, he showed up at the game and he's in the parking lot with a bunch of fans. And he decides because he's a man of the people, because he's, you know, he's not the governor of Maryland today. He's the governor of all people. He's the he just wants to be one of the guys. He wants to go through the parking lot and drink with the people. Well, he stumbles across a group of Ravens fans and they are drinking beer. 
So somebody has the idea of shotgunning a beer. Hannah, you know what it is to shotgun a beer? I did go to college. You did go to college, yeah. <laughs> so when you shotgun a beer, basically, I mean, there's different ways to do it. Yeah. But the traditional way is you take your car key mm-hmm. or a pencil and or you whatever. you tip it up to find the air bubble. Yeah, that's right. And then you 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 jam it and then crack it open and it shotguns into your mouth. Yes. And you just have no choice but to chug the entire beer in one gulp. Yep. And usually it's some kind of contest where you see who can shotgun a beer the fastest. Mm-hmm. And the person who shotguns the beer the fastest also is like the coolest one in the group and also probably the biggest loser. Uh, so you're the winner and the loser at the same exactly. time. Exactly. So the governor <laughs> of Maryland decides to shotgun a beer with these guys. Listen to this. We might have to shotgun with the governor. Yo, go. We oh, got to shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. Let's do this yeah. thing. He's got the keys. We do this for the best team this planet has ever created, the Baltimore Ravens. There you go. And then they cheers. And then Governor Westmore of Maryland starts chugging the beer. And then when they're done, you can hear they all throw their beers on the ground. And then he crushed the can because he's such a ball. Fun fact, he lost. He was the last one, by the way. He didn't them. want to get any little drips on him, you know? I feel like that's what you want in the governor. <laughs> like, you don't want the governor to also be the fastest one to shotgun a beer. Then yeah, you're like, you'd, hmm, it'd be questionable. Maybe I got to rethink my <laughs> vote here. But the, the here's the weird, that's not the weird thing. Because he's a guy, you know, I get he's a sports fan. It's a big day of celebration for the home team. Yeah. What's weird is there's this state called JPA football. And JPA football is the, this is where I actually got it from on X. And they wrote, the governor of Baltimore... Shotgunning beers with Ravens fans is incredible. And then people started retweeting it. It got like 2,000 retweets, 2.5 million views. And when I went to X, I saw the governor of Baltimore was trending. And I I thought to myself, do they not know that it's not the governor of Baltimore? It's the governor of Maryland. Yeah. Because Baltimore is just a city. in, And it didn't, no one seemed to, no one really seemed to question it at all. They were all just okay with it being the governor of Baltimore. Unless in Baltimore, they just think they're the whole state because let's face it, I mean. It's kind of like how when you say, oh yeah, I'm from Washington state. And they're like, oh, Seattle. <laughs> like they just think it's all Seattle. Yeah. Or when people say I'm from New York, you imagine the city, not the. A- I, all the rest of right. New York. Buffalo, yes. Albany, connected any of those places. <laughs> yeah. Could be. I don't know. Florida. Everyone thinks we're from like Orlando or Miami. Yeah. You know, other thing, where are you from? Florida. Oh, Miami. No, Jacksonville. Which oh. is such a small representation, yeah. like Orlando and Miami are such a like minute representation of the rest of Florida. Yeah, so the governor of Baltimore, Wes Moore, was shotgunning beers with Ravens fans, and it was incredible. Also, fun fact, uh, the Ravens lost. R.I.P. 855. <laughs> Did you they aren't dead. I mean, yeah. for the Eight, season they are. 855. <laughs> nevermore, nevermore. <laughs> 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Speaking of governors, let's talk about a real governor, a governor of the state of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who up until recently was a political candidate for president. He was running against Donald Trump. He was running against Nikki Haley. He wasn't running very far or fast, and he ended up dropping out of the race right after Iowa. He didn't even make it to New Hampshire. He decided he was going to, you know what he was going to do? He said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop out of the race, and I'm going to support Donald Trump because the people have spoken, and they want four more years of Donald Trump's leadership. And this morning, I was talking to Larry Hanskin, my good buddy over at uh, WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, and he asked me about what it's like to have Ron DeSantis back in Florida now that he's off the campaign trail. And there's a, it's a good question. Couple of interesting things. First of all, Ron DeSantis has not done what the other candidates have done. For example, you may remember Vivek Ramaswamy. When he dropped out 
which he was the first non-Donald Trump Republican to drop out. Vivek Ramaswamy, man, he rushed right to Donald Trump's side and started campaigning right along, just became his hype man. If you want to seal the border, vote Trump. If you want to restore law and order in this country, vote Trump. If you want to defeat the deep state, vote, vote Trump. Trump. And on and on and on. Then there was Tim Scott. And Tim Scott, also a Republican, dropped out of the race, and he too decided, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to go, and I'm going to uh, stand right next to Donald Trump in hopes of becoming his vice presidential candidate and campaign for him for president of the United States. I'm sorry, of these United States. And that's why I came to the very warm state of New Hampshire <laughs> to endorse the next president of these United States, President Donald Trump. Oh, there you go. So you got a hype man, you got a ring announcer, you got everybody you need on the campaign trail. But you know who's not there is Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis came back to Florida and he came back to Florida a changed man. And I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I'm going to be, there's a guy, a good friend of mine, Myron Golden. He's like a business coach. He's a biblical scholar. And he always says, all work works. It either works for you or it works on you. And perhaps the reason you haven't accomplished what you want to accomplish is because you have not yet become the person you need to be to accomplish that task. That if you are not the right person at the right time, then getting where you want to go doesn't help you at all because you're not prepared for doing what you need to do when you get where you think you need to go. That's what I keep telling myself every time I walk in and I realize I don't have a contract. But there's, a, there's an aspect of truth to that. And Ron DeSantis, while many of us realized wasn't the right man at the right time to be president, I think Ron DeSantis is whether he realizes it or not, slowly becoming the man he needs to be, slowly becoming the person he needs to be, slowly becoming the leader he needs to be to eventually become president of the United States. Because he did not jump on the campaign trail to hype Donald Trump. He endorsed him. He said, I'm going to endorse him. Donald Trump's the guy. He's who we need right now. Nikki Haley must be stopped. He endorsed him, but he didn't jump on the campaign trail. He came back to work. And he, and he came back to work with a vengeance. First, I want you to listen to these clips. This is what Ron DeSantis is doing right now. And this is the Ron DeSantis that we remember in Florida when we made him our governor twice. This is the Ron DeSantis, not just the words he says, but listen to how calmly he's speaking. Well, we just rolled out some reforms under Article 5 of the Constitution. Reality is Washington is not going to reform itself. We can hope to elect better people, but the incentives are not good, and they're not good to be able to produce good results. So uh, we are working with the Florida legislature to certify under Article 5 of the Constitution a series of constitutional amendments, uh, one for term limits for members of Congress, Two, a balanced budget requirement for the federal government. Three, a line item veto for the president. And four, uh, an amendment that says Congress shall make no law respecting the citizens of the United States that does not also apply to members of Congress themselves. This is exactly why Ron DeSantis became governor twice. This is exactly why he became representative from District 6. This is the Ron DeSantis that we always thought, man, would be a great president someday. Not now, but someday. Term limits. When Donald Trump was first elected, Ron DeSantis was in Congress, and he and Ted Cruz introduced a bill for term limits. We, he was actually on my show. I had a show that aired once a week on Sunday nights, and as a congressman, he came on that show, and we talked about term limits. 
balanced budget amendment, something that Republicans have been trying for for a very long time. No one's ever gotten it. The line item veto, how handy would that be? A, a, a constitutional amendment saying Congress shall make no laws re respecting the citizens' rights that the Congress themselves doesn't have to also follow, meaning they can't force you into something like Obamacare and while they have these platinum policies from private companies. They can't tell you you can do one thing while they go off and do the other. Every law that American citizens have to follow, so do the elected officials in Washington, D.C. And man, did you hear how calm he was, how how professional, how pre he's no longer screaming and yelling insults at Nikki Haley. Or, you know, or, or schmoozing or kissing butt with the, the governor of Iowa. He's out there being the leader that he always was supposed to be. Uh, the founding fathers never envisioned that we'd have a separate ruling class that would govern itself separate and apart from the people. Uh, they never envisioned that they would be adding this type of debt. And they really never envisioned that people would want to be in Congress for 30, 40 years uh, the, way, the way things have developed. So these amendments are all designed to use our power as individual states under Article 5 of the Constitution to force change in Washington and to take power away from the entrenched D.C. elites and return it to its rightful owners, which is we, the American people. And that to me is something that I believe is uh, a fantastic platform. That is somebody who's working as a governor well within his purview and with the power he has to introduce amendments and to to uh, put forth a platform that eventually, should he one, one day become president, Listen, I mean, basically, here's what he's doing. He's making sure that when he becomes president or anyone else in his family or anyone else in the future becomes elected, uh, elected political official, they have less power than they do now. They're limited in the term that they can spend in Congress. They have, they have to, by law, balance the budget. Gives them a line item veto, but they also have to live within the parameters of the laws that they pass for the American people. He wants to weaken the ruling class, which, in my humble opinion, but is the perfect person to become a member of the ruling class. So it's cool having Ron DeSantis back. It seems like he's getting back to work. He's not jumping out there and campaigning for Donald Trump 24-7. Again, he's got a job to do and he's doing it. And it seems to me like he's remembering exactly why it was he went into politics in the first place and also remembering that he's 45 years old. He's got 20 years to do whatever it takes to do the work that will work on him to become the person he needs to be so that one day, maybe in 2028, maybe in 2032, hell, maybe in 2036, when he's almost 60, he'll have everything he needs to become president of the United States of America. 855-940-MARK is our number. We have to take a quick break. 855-940-MARK is our number if you want to get through. Uh, we have some time to squeeze in some of your phone calls, some of your questions, your comments, your confusions, whatever it is we can help with. Don't go anywhere. More Mark Hay shows coming up right after this. Stay tuned. Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Probably a ton. Anyway, 855-940-MARK uh, is our number. Listen, uh, we, have, no, we have a lot going on. We should point out, and I, want, and I like to tell people this well in advance because some people still get surprised. Next Monday, we are, it's not President's Day. President's Day is when, Hannah? Soon. Thank you. I don't know when it is. The following Monday, February the 19th. Okay. Uh, but next <laughs> Monday is February the, uh, what is it? Fifth. The 5th. I knew that so, one. Right. So we are off uh, next Monday. 
And then uh, we'll be back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But we want to let people know that because we worked Martin Luther King Day. And as a result, we get to take off another. Well, Hannah didn't. I didn't. But the rest of us did. <laughs> um, so as a result, we get to uh, we get to take off another day. So next week is the 5th. We'll uh -huh. be off. We'll be here the 12th. And then President's Day, we're also working. Oh. So, And I wanted to let you know that, too, because... Good to know. Yeah, a lot of folks would also <laughs> have also complained because you were going to take off some vacation days, but they complained because you just got back from vacation, right? Yeah. But you also pointed out it's not necessarily vacation. It's uh, it's it, maternity leave. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still going on your cruise? Yeah, but I scheduled it during the time that you're on vacation. Got it. But did you hear about the cruise ship where the people were infected by parasites and the whole ship got sick? Um, I did. Okay, all right. I just didn't know if there, that's not the cruise ship you're going on, is no, it? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, good. Did you hear about that brand new cruise ship that just left my, it was like the I biggest did. one ever? That's it's crazy. The, is that the one that Mr. Beast was on or no? Probably. It's Icon of the Seas, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. It's mass. It's like a, it's a massive ship yeah. and it has 18 water slides or something and a that roller coaster. And, I mean, Wait, it's a, it has a roller coaster? It has like a roller, Icon of the Seas. Here we go. Price, is this the one you're going on? No. Oh. I don't want to say which one I'm going on. No, don't you know. say which one you're going on, but definitely, but I just tell me if it's this one. Okay. Is it not this one? It's not that one. <laughs> it has the capacity, get this, it has the capacity to carry nearly 10,000 passengers and crew members. That seems like too many people. I, that's what I'm, like, don't you go on vacation to get away from people? Yeah, but like, that's what's nice about your room. You're away from so many people. It will feature eight neighborhoods. There are eight neighborhoods on this cruise ship. Neighborhoods? Yes. Uh, it offers many cool attractions from the large, largest water park at sea to a high-tech indoor entertainment space for the line's popular acrobatic and diving shows. Huh. Oh. Hey, give me a secluded beach somewhere with a casino <laughs> and, and a swim-up bar, and I'm happy. There is a casino. 855, there's probably 12. 855-94-Mark. <laughs> Quick break, folks. Your phone call is coming up right after this. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark. For three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Marquet Show. 855 940 Mark is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. Happy Monday. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day so far. Uh, we have um, a couple, you know, a lot of people always complain. They say, you know, all you do is talk about Trump on your show, which is not true because today I don't think we mentioned Donald Trump even one time. And if we did, it may have been discussing Joe Biden's in ignorance, ineptitude, and uh, ridiculousness. But never, but, you know, until this point, no real actual news about Donald Trump. However, there are a couple things with Donald Trump that we should uh, mention. One of them, first of all, I don't know if you guys watch Saturday Night Live. Does anyone watch Saturday Night Live? I have. You I, have? I don't. I mean, it's not like a regular thing, but I have you many times. Like, you don't stay up on Saturday night till 1130 anymore going, oh, I can't wait to see Saturday Night Live. No, do people do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but there was a, a segment that made the rounds. They do, um, they used to be my favorite segment. Back when Norm MacDonald would host it or yeah. Dennis Miller, it was called Weekend Update. And it was basically, it was fake news before the I real news became fake segment. news. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And But you really need a good host. For example, like Norm MacDonald was exactly what they were looking for in that segment. Uh, Dennis Miller did a fantastic job and really turned that into a whole illustrious career of the same kind of stuff. Um, plus, Dennis Miller, you know, wasn't a crazy lunatic liberal. He had some common sense. Uh, but Colin Jost is the current host. And he is married to Scarlett Johansson, okay. a.k.a. Black Widow. Okay. Uh, so he's rich, so he doesn't really care 
You know, he doesn't need the job. He just has it. Right. Um, but Colin Jost made a joke about Donald Trump, which turned out to be kind of embarrassing because clearly not only Colin Jost, but nobody at Saturday Night Live has any kind of secondary education. Listen to this. Trump did have a slight stumble this week while talking about banks, and he introduced an interesting new term called D-Bank. We're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you. They want to debank you, and we're going to debank. I don't know what the hell debank means, but he might have to take de-ambulance to see the doctor. Right, which, by the way, debank is not a brand new term, and Donald Trump did not invent it. And I thought pretty much a lot of people understood the term debanking. And then it dawned on me, oh, these liberal news writers on Saturday Night Live and these, these left-wing lunatics who are delivering the jokes, they don't know what debanking is because as liberals, they are not debanked. As liberals, they are they are protected by the government. They are not uh, seen as criminals. Debanking is what the Canadian government did to the truckers when they came into Ottawa and they parked their trucks and refused to leave because they wanted to be able to go back and forth across the border without the government forcing them to get some kind of experimental vaccine in their arm. When the truckers refused to move their trucks, their licenses were canceled, their businesses were closed, and then they were debanked. Uh, if you look at Andrew Tate, for example, Andrew Tate, it spoke about, you know, uh, strong men. He had some very, what people would say, controversial ideals of uh, what masculinity means. And as a result, he lost every single uh, website platform, every single social media platform, and his accounts were closed, which is a form of debanking. Donald Trump himself, you may remember, after January 6th, it all started with Twitter. Twitter shut down his account, followed by Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Shopify and Spotify and Pinterest and Stripe. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump and all of his businesses, his online entities, his charities, everywhere where Donald Trump collected money online or really a lot of other places was shut down. He was debanked. Debanking is a term. And Donald Trump wants everyone to be aware of the fact that you can be debanked. And instead of citizens being debanked for their ideas and ideals and for speaking their mind, he wants to debank the other side. Um, the other side, however, doesn't know what debanking is because it doesn't affect them. They're never demonetized. They're never deplatformed. They just get away with whatever it is they want to say. It's the conservatives who are familiar with that term. Uh, needless to say, Colin Jost, based on all of the all of the uh, online comments he received, as well as Saturday Night Live, uh, now apparently is well versed in the term debank. Something else that happened over the weekend, really on Friday. When was it you wrote to me and said, did you just see that push alert, Hannah? I think it was Friday night. Was it Friday night? Yeah. Yeah, we got a push alert. I was driving back was from like somewhere. It was 4.30-ish. I got a push alert from WOKV because if you download their mobile app, really any of our K-Trade Radio Network radio station mobile apps, if you download the mobile app, they'll send you push alerts. And that means that whenever there's a, a, a breaking news story or a traffic report or something, they'll send it to you. It doesn't matter any time, day or night. I used to get them at 4.30 a.m. Yeah. And I was oh, like, gosh, I remember that. I was like, wake up. I was like, what happened? What's that? Well, silver alert. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm laying in bed and I'm looking at There's no lost old people in my bedroom. So maybe, anyway, uh, but I get this push alert and then Hannah writes me immediately and says, OMG, please tell me you just saw that push notification. And I said, I did. Uh, it was about E. Jean Carroll receiving $83.3 million 
in the defamation lawsuit that she brought against former President Donald Trump. Uh, on Friday, Breitbart reported a jury awarded, this is, by the way, an additional $83.3 million to former advice columnist E. Jean Carroll, who says former President Donald Trump damaged her reputation by calling her a liar after she accused him of sexual assault. You may remember there was the first case where she said Donald Trump raped her. And that went to court and that was a big trial. And Donald Trump went on TV, went on CNN, he started talking about it. And basically, what I forget what the, I forget what the dollar amount was in that one, but, but the judge said that Donald Trump was not found liable of rape, but he was found liable of sexual misconduct or something or other. There was money involved. Donald Trump got really angry. He went on CNN and he talked smack about the case. He talked smack about E. Jean Carroll. He mentioned that her cat had a quizzical name. Her cat was named vagina and so she after that cnn town hall filed yet another suit against donald trump saying okay now he's defaming me and calling me a liar and, and that was the case that they just ruled on so donald trump called eugene carroll the liar he went on and said this was a bogus case he went on and said he never did anything to her he went on and said her cat was named vagina and it cost him 83 and a half million dollars. Well, as you might imagine, Donald Trump is appealing that case. He's appealing the ruling, uh, ruling over an insane conflict of interest. Not only was the judge in the case clearly biased, not, the on the last day of the uh, trial, the judge told everybody, we're going to hear the prosecution's closing remarks. And I don't want to hear anybody in the courtroom say anything. If anybody speaks up in the courtroom, then they will be held in contempt. This is the prosecution's turn to talk. And the only reason he said that was because he didn't want Donald Trump or the defense saying anything. And Alina Haba, who is Donald Trump's uh, attorney, she jumped up because she wanted to make a point of order. And the judge threatened to have her arrested. She wasn't complaining. She wasn't arguing. She just literally said, uh, you're on her point of order or I have a question about parliamentary procedure or God even knows what it was. But he threatened to have her arrested for asking a question in his courtroom. This was a judge who was biased from the beginning, a jury who was clearly biased, and a court case which never should have been brought and clearly did not damage this woman to the tune of 83 $0.3 million, but that's what that's what she got. Former President Donald Trump's uh, legal team plans to appeal the $83.3 million decision in the defamation lawsuit from E. Jean Carroll due to an alleged insane conflict of interest with the presiding judge. Breitbart reported that it was awarded. Uh, the verdict was delivered Friday by a seven-man, two-woman jury in a trial regularly attended by Trump, who abruptly, le abruptly left the courtroom during closing arguments by Carroll's lawyer, only to later return. Over the weekend, Donald Trump's legal team said they will appeal the ruling with attorney Alina Haba claiming that they were unaware of the fact Judge Lewis Kaplan had previously mentored E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, in the 1990s. Now, you might think, are they related? Apparently, they're not, despite the last two names. However, she uh, got her legal start under him as his mentee. And that is something that was never disclosed. So the ruling now goes to appeal. 855-940-MARK uh, is our number. This is Lee in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Lee. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What's going on, Lee? Well, I just wanted to point out that there is a, a liberal industry that has been debanked. Now, maybe because they have capitalistic practices, they were debanked. But the pot industry 
They can't just go to the bank and deposit things. That's why you have to pay cash there. And it goes into these uh, safety deposit banks that they have developed around the nation where the FBI comes in and takes all your doggone money and then doesn't give it back to you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is, I'm not familiar with the pot. You're telling me that if you sell weed, you can't go to the bank and make a deposit? That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> wow. That is ironic. For sure. So what is, So when you go to buy weed, or not you, I'm not saying you do, but if somebody goes to buy weed at the weed store, you're telling me that it's cash only? Yes, I am. Because that's the way it used to work in the park around the corner from from uh, the high school. I didn't know that that's still, I thought now It's just a nicer building now. Yeah, I thought they took, like, I thought they took, you know, WIC, and I thought they took credit cards and Venmo and all these other things. Bank of America was one of the first ones to cut them off from being able to use uh, their uh, Visa-supported credit cards. Wow, that is, that is amazing. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We uh, we definitely appreciate that. All right, so if you ever need to go buy weed, apparently you have to swing by the uh, you have to swing by the ATM on the way. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Listen, we got to take a quick break. We'll take some more of your phone calls here. We got a few more minutes to spare before the end of the show. We'll take some of your phone calls. 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere. More Mark K Show coming up right after this. Oh, wait, how rude. I thought we had a whole conversation about this. Yeah. Eight five, anyway, that's what we got another one. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Uh, Roy is from the West Side. Hi, Roy. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. I'm doing just fine and dandy this beautiful afternoon. I great. That's um, a great one. Yeah. What's on your mind, Roy? What did you want to say today, sir? Well, I wanted to clarify the, the Trump uh, judgment that you were talking about a moment ago. There's two parts to that judgment. Part is compensatory and part is punitive. The compensatory was somewhere in the low teens of $12 million, $14 million, something right. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the rest of it was punitive. Now, punitive damages are based on what the jury thinks the defendant can pay. Right. For example... If you were to call call me a, a liberal and I sued you for libel and I got $100 worth of compensatory damages, but the jury felt that I had also shown that you meet the criteria for an award of uh, punitive damages, right. yeah, I and guess. they awarded $10,000, right. that would make you sit up and pay attention. But to Trump, he probably has more change in his seat covers on his... Uh, Sofa. Yeah, he didn't notice $10,000. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I, first of all, I, I don't think, but I, no matter what it is, he doesn't want to pay it to her. And number two, I don't think, you know, I would never call you a liberal, Roy. I just want you to know that. Also, I don't think you could sue someone for calling them a liberal because, I mean, while we think it's defamatory, I mean, that's that's the thing. If I called you that's a liberal, <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't know that you could actually argue that that's defamatory. Although I would probably, if I were calling you a liberal, it would probably be to defame your reputation. So you might actually have a case there. Roy, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. 855-940-MARK is our number. Kenny is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. How you doing, Kenny? Hey, I'm doing great. How you doing, Mark? Hey, we're doing great. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say? Uh, and Hannah. Uh, hey, I just want to tell you, here in Oklahoma, yeah. at, at the medical dispensary, yeah. they, have AT, they have ATM machines in the store. Oh, because it's cash only. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you go get to the, the cash right there. You don't have to go down the straight to the store or to the bank. You just get it right there. Well, that makes that's that's smart. Now, let me ask you, what kind of fee do they charge at the ATM at the dispensary? Because at the poker room, I think it's like up to six bucks. 
I try and get it uh, uh, elsewhere, but it's yeah. seven to eight percent here. I think. Yeah, seven eight percent. That's how that's yeah. how they that's how they get you. Like poker, uh, well, you know, casinos, strip clubs, right? the dispensaries. They know that you want the cash and you want it now, so they'll put like right. a they'll put like a five or six percent. So if you're getting out a hundred bucks, it's going to cost you like a hundred and five, hundred and six. Well, Oklahoma's got is they tax you for the marijuana. They yeah. tax you the sales tax. They tax you the county tax. And uh, whatever else it is, well, state tax. Yeah. So you get four taxes on top of that. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, <laughs> that's fantastic. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Uh, Chris, also in Tulsa. How you doing, Chris? Good. How are you today? Oh, great. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to see? I just wanted to talk about the debanking. Um, I own an online auction company, and we sell estates of you know, people who pass away or are downsizing. And they will, the, none of the credit card processors will allow us to sell anything gun related or ammunition related. So uh, when someone, you know, passes away and has a safe full of ammo, uh, we have to take cash and checks only. When they won't let you take, they won't. So as the auction house, you're saying you can't do anything for guns or ammo. Right. They, the Visa, MasterCard, American Express yeah. will not allow us to process those type of charges. That's that's really, is it because they're used? Because when I go to the gun store and I buy stuff, I can put it down on my American Express card. Yeah, no, I I guess that, that may be the reasoning on that, but uh, it they will not, absolutely will not. And, um, you know, they, they threaten, I've, several times I've been threatened with you know, not being able to use their services anymore if we sell ammo. Wow. Huh. Well, that's wild. Hey, thanks so much for calling, Chris. We do we do appreciate that. 855-940-MARK is our number. One time during COVID, I ordered a new firearm from an online company. I forget which one it was. Gunslinger.com, or does that sound right? Or, I don't know, some gun place. And uh, you have to have it delivered to a licensed and registered gun shop. And there's a gun shop here in uh, Jacksonville where I always go whenever I order weapons or anything, and I go pick it up, and they, you know, they look at my card, whatever. And I walked in there, and it was during COVID, and it said on the door, the big sign on the door, it said, absolutely, positively, no masks allowed. Absolutely, positively, no. And I walked in there, and the guy was there. He's like, hey, what's up? I go, hey. And I said, I like your sign. And he goes, what's that? I go, about your mask. I think that's funny that you put that, that sign in there. He goes, what's funny about it? And I go, well, because you says, like, absolutely, positively, no masks. And he goes, yeah. And I go, well, because, you know, it's COVID stuff. And he goes, son, this is a gun store. I can't have anybody in here wearing a mask. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. I guess that's a good point. I guess that's a good point. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-9... You know, the things you learn about buying weed on this show, I never thought... I feel like we learn so much. Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> sure do. it's weird. Years ago, do you remember John Bachman, who works in the news department yeah, on the TV station? Do you remember years ago, uh, when he first started here, he went to California, and he was doing an in-depth report on? on how easy it is to get weed in California. Because this was when medical dispensaries and medicinal marijuana were just becoming a thing. And he was right. like, all right, so if you go to California to get weed, first you have to go to the doctor, you have to get an evaluation, then you have to get a card, you then you have to go vaccine. to the yeah, you have to go to the dispensary, and then they have to give you the thing. So he wanted to do a report on how easy or difficult it would be. So we got on a plane. Right. They flew him to California. He got off in LA or somewhere at the beach. And he walked into a doctor's office and said, I need a medicinal marijuana card. Within 20 minutes, he was in front of a doctor who said, what's wrong? He goes, I have anxiety. The doctor gave him the card or wrote him the script or whatever. He walked to the dispensary. And within one hour of landing in California, this dude from Florida had, a, had some marijuana. That's crazy. Right.
That's so fast. It's really It crazy. takes me so long to get a doctor's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, it's California. You could probably go down to like, you know, Long Beach and get it in 15 minutes. So I don't know yeah. why you're wasting 45 minutes of your time. Anyway, 855-940-MARG is our number. We got to get out of here, folks. But we will be back tomorrow, noon Eastern, 11 Central Time for another rousing edition of The Mark K Show. 855-940-MARG is our number. Please join us, won't you? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.